Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Hello, everyone. Today on The Nuanced Life, we are commemorating accomplishments and more than just the accomplishments themselves, our ability to see those accomplishments and hold them for what they are. So we are really excited to talk about three of our listeners and the amazing things that they're doing in the world and what it means to be able to see those moments through different lenses at different points in life. So we're starting with Hillary. Hillary is commemorating starting graduate school. She says, I'm 55 years old, so it has been a long time since I've been in school. I love learning, but I never knew quite what would be worth my time and energy to study after my undergraduate degree. Then a couple of years ago, I developed a growing concern for the environment and realized that this topic wasn't really on the radar of people in my type of ministry. I realized that maybe I can make a difference. So this month, I started my Doctorate of Practical Theology degree, researching how to help fellow evangelical Christians embrace their role in caring well for creation. I'm still a bit intimidated at the thought of beginning this long process, but I also see how God has prepared me for this in many ways. My hope is to promote the conversation and see what I can learn. I have a feeling I'll use skills I've gleaned through your podcast and book as I engage with people who may not agree with my views. This is a big step for me, and I'm commemorating beginning a new chapter of my life. I don't think I could have taken on this endeavor when I was younger. I certainly didn't have time when I was homeschooling our kids and doing ministry. Now that our kids are older, I have a bit more time, and I'm seeing that there are actually many ways that this research will overlap with our ministry. Not only that, but I also think that now I'm more ready because maybe I've had enough life experience to value the process that change takes. Sure, I hope maybe I will be able to create some aha moments, but maybe I will just be able to move the dialogue a few steps forward. Either way, I hope and pray that I can be part of creating conversations conversations that lead to small steps forward and caring better for our world and those people in it who suffer most from climate change. I'm excited for Hillary. There are two big things that jumped out at me in this commemoration. The first one is looking at education differently when you are not going straight through school. I have this dream Mm -hmm. of being able to go back to school someday when I am definitely at a place in life where I'm not chasing anything, you know, but I can just learn and enjoy for the sake of learning and enjoying. And so I think that's really exciting. And then the other thing that jumps out at me is the ending where she says, maybe this will be really big and maybe it will feel really small. And I have just noticed more and more lately that the people who are doing the work that they are born to do or the work that they're meant to do in a particular season of life are just not all that worried about what their results are. You know, I think there's a sense when you're really living your purpose of just trusting that what is supposed to come of it will come of it, and maybe you'll get to see that and maybe you won't, but it doesn't matter as much as putting out the effort that you're meant to put out. So both of those things I really feel in Hillary's comments. Um, First of all, I did not know that a doctorate of practical theology was a thing, and now I want one. That's the first thing. 
Um, I just love that she saw this calling, which I think is incredibly important, and figured out how to knit it into her life and her ministry in a very like practical and impactful way. I'm so encouraged that people are thinking through the word ministry and the way Hillary is. And Lord knows that we need better conversations about climate change in all the places, but particularly the evangelical Christian community. Yeah, I agree. I love the idea of a doctorate of practical theology, and I wonder what other directions you could take a degree like that. I think you should go get one, Sarah, just because I want to learn more about it. The only problem is I do not have that desire to go back to school. I love school. Like, I would audit all the things if they'd let me, I think, or maybe not, because the other sad reality is my attention span is not what it used to when I was in school, (laughs) used to be when I was in school. So nothing about, like, sitting in a classroom appeals to me anymore. But I'd, I would like to know more about the doctorate of practical theology. I think I could really deep dive on things now in a way that I struggled with paying attention to in school. You know, in school for me, it was about the grade. I don't want to be graded and ever again on anything, really, <laughs> as much as I can possibly avoid that. Uh, but I would love to just be in a classroom reading and writing and thinking with other people, especially about topics like this. How do we view our responsibility toward creation differently? Yes, please. I think that sounds wonderful. Well, what would you go back to school for if you could pick anything? Probably everything. Um, I, Like, I have a day. <laughs> That's not an option. I know. I have feelings like, oh, I should have done more on poetry or, you know, whenever you talk about your arts classes, I think about art history. But probably it would be something connected to theology. I struggle with that a little bit because— mm-hmm. I don't want to get into a super doctrine-heavy study of the text of the Bible, but I am really interested in the role that spirituality plays in people's lives. Like, I've looked several times at spiritual director programs because I do think there's something to the things that I talk about a lot now. What kind of job do I want to be doing? How do I want to be doing that job? What kind of leader do I want to be that take on different dimensions that really go past just like, here's some good practical business advice. And I love exploring with people that sense of what's, why why are you here? What's your purpose and your calling? And so something that really gets at that. That's why I love this title. Like practical theology sounds a lot better to me than just let's think through what it was like when Paul was writing his letters. You know what I mean? Well, I would have said theology, too, a while back, but then I read Kate Bowler's A Preacher's Wife and the portrait she paints of seminary programs and sort of theology programs is a smidge dated. Um, oh, really? So that's you of, don't think? Yeah. Right? <laughs> who would have thought? Uh, who would have thunk it? Uh, they have not kept up with the spiritual progression in the rest of the world is what I'm saying. So that I'm not interested in. Griffin has gotten really into psychology. He thinks he wants to be study psychology when he grows up. And that was absolutely one of my favorite classes in school. So I would love to go back. Like, did you know, like there's like forensic psychologists, which basically go and try to figure out why criminals do what they do. All in on that would be very interested in that program. Also, as I've said repeatedly, Um, Had I known that I could get a degree like Anne Helen Peterson in celebrity studies, I would have been all over that as well. Like that pop culture. I mean, honestly, I took pop culture my very first semester of college and I got a C because I shouldn't have been in that course as a freshman. 
And it sort of, I think, put me off the study of pop culture in a really unfortunate way because I, I really did love that class. And, well, there it, I, I, there also just wasn't that much more sort of in that vein to pursue at Transy. But like, I never took a film course. Why? I was obsessed with movies. I would go back and sort of study film. and there, But see, then, then there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to watch all that anime stuff. I don't want to watch a bunch of Kurosawa. Like, I'm not into that. I want to be in control. That's that's what the, my hesitation when I go so going back to school. I want to create my own course of study, which I do every day on the Internet. So I don't know. I do love that structure. Like, I used to love it when Oprah would do that. Like, you would read Anna Karenina, and she would have the, like, she'd have lectures for you to get on and, and listen to as you read the book with, like, top Russian literature scholars and, like, no grades, just all the amazing structure of a really cool class and, like, the best teachers in the world. I was here for that. I loved that. Like, I could do it on my own time. I want Oprah to do that again, actually. Maybe that's what I'm really looking for. That's probably what I need to, something that is out of the format of higher education and all of the baggage that comes with that and is just pure love of learning. I mean, the other, the thing I kind of, if I could go back and do it all over again, maybe regret is the right word. It's probably not. But something like regret without the negative connotations of that is I think I would have loved being on a path that led me to being in the foreign service. I'm spending mm. all this time learning about the State Department um, in connection with pansy politics and the work that diplomats do. And I do think I'm like temperamentally well suited to diplomacy. And so there's a part of me that thinks, gosh, I could really dive into something that's foreign policy focused and about really learning a part of the world and thinking about its relationship with the United States. But that path does look pretty prescribed. And it's hard for me to see how I would have much of an opportunity to do that later in life because I I would be so far out of sort of the treadmill of things that people work their way to to get there. But you never know. Um, I just want to say, can I take a moment and make a pitch for regret? I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling regret. I think it's gotten a bad rap, and I think there is space in the human existence for regret. One of my most favorite song lyrics of all time is Sheryl Crow. There ain't nothing like regret to remind you you're alive. In a book I talk about on Pansy Politics 24-6 by Tiffany Schlain, which is ostensibly about giving up tech once a week, but she really makes it a beautiful reflection on life. And she's really into creative constraints and like basically is like, you know, death is the ultimate creative constraint. And there is something about knowing that there's only a finite amount that motivates you to make the most of it. And I think there's a really positive role for regret. If you see I regret missing out on that, then you are more likely to grab on to an adjacent opportunity, even if it is much small into comparison to, you know, join the foreign service. So I don't know. I, I think that that there is a, a space in life in the human existence for naming your regret. I like the way that you said that. I am so careful about using that word because I feel like it makes everyone else in your life really sensitive. Like if mm. you regret one thing, then do you regret all the choices that brought us together, that made us be friends, that helped us know each other, whatever? And clearly not. Right. You, no. It's it's not I would trade away everything in my life today to right. go back and do that. It's just that would have been great. <laughs> That's all. That's my fate. Listen, that is my let me just make one of millionth plug for the high women. I think that's what they capture so beautifully in My Name Can't Be Mama today. It's not that I want to throw it all away. It's just today is hard. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to. I just don't want to today. Man, we got to be able to hold the paradox, people. 
Lean into it a little bit. Just that's all I'm saying. Well, that sounds like the kind of thing that Hillary is going to be learning to do as she pursues this new course of study. So, Hillary, all the best. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Struggling to make sure five more minutes, Mom, doesn't end up being five more hours and you don't know where your children are and then you realize that they've been upstairs watching TV the entire time. Use Circle to set limits and end the screen time debate with your kids once and for all. Circle is the easiest way to manage your family's online time across all their connected devices inside and outside your home. With Circle Home Plus and the Circle app, parents can filter what content is allowed, set limits for screen time, and monitor history and usage. Keep track across every connected device from laptops, phones, and tablets to smart TVs, streaming devices, and video game consoles, all from one app. Each family member has a profile that's fully customizable to their needs, age, and maturity. You'll never stop worrying about your kids, but with Circle, you'll have one less thing to worry about. Right now, our listeners get $30 off a Circle Home Plus when you visit meetcircle.com slash life and enter life at checkout. Get $30 off when you visit meetcircle.com slash life and enter life at checkout. That's meetcircle.com slash life and enter life to save $30. to commemorate the changing of seasons and the feeling of accomplishment when you begin to see light at the other end of the tunnel. She wrote, the last few years have been a major turning point in my life, and I'm not sure I would have made it through so many obstacles without your unwitting guidance. My husband got out of the Marine Corps four years ago. We moved back to our hometown, a place neither of us was particularly keen on, but we had resources there and essentially started our lives from scratch. Needless to say, this alone was hard on my marriage and my sense of self. During this time, my husband started school. Thank goodness for the GI. I started a new career in a different industry and worked part-time as a bartender to help make ends meet. And we had a baby who is now almost two. When we moved, we hit the ground running and never really... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Took time to evaluate where we were or how we were feeling. We were just in survival mode. Several times over the last four years, I had no idea how we were going to make it, financially, as a couple, or as parents. But here we are, nearing the other end of the tunnel, and I feel like a brand new person. I have a job I love and I'm good at. I recently negotiated a second day to work from home so I could help ease the burden of childcare on the days my husband has classes. My husband has found a new passion and goal to work towards, and I wasn't sure he would ever find something that he was as passionate about as his time in the service. It took me probably longer than it should have to give in to change. It's not something I've ever been comfortable with, but I'm so proud of myself and my family for how far we have come in such a relatively short time. Moving into this new season of life, I'm thrilled to take on new challenges. I wish I had learned to take my silver linings where they come a lot sooner, but I'm glad I have now. Listen, moving back to your hometown ain't a joke. I've done it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so good for Haley to like take that minute, especially when you have little kids, which is hard to do, and look back and say, wow, look how far we've come when we started from scratch in this place. And it's like this weird mix of like it's a new place. It's an old place. Um, it carries baggage, but you're starting over. It's a real psychological journey, Haley. I'm here. I hear you. I see you. Good job. I love the moments when my husband and I are able to just stop for a second and say, hey, good job. You know, we saved the money for this thing we wanted to buy or look at how well the kids are doing at this particular thing or just we got the house cleaned up today. Way to go, team. You know, it's I don't know why it's so counterintuitive to take those beats to really say life is hard and we are making it and we're making it and thriving. But I'm so glad that Haley is able to do that here. Like you said, especially when you are in the midst of work and kids and all the things, I think it's tricky to to stop and acknowledge how well you're doing. And it is none of it's a joke. Even if you're not in your hometown, anytime you move to a new place or just start something, you know, starting a marriage is like even more complex than starting a business. It's just a big deal. And it's such a commitment and so difficult in so many ways. And to get to the point where all that difficulty starts to feel like reward and where all of those conflicts and are we going to make it start to feel like, oh, my gosh, look how much we love each other. It's really nice. I mean, that's a lot of the like life's most stressful events at once. Moving, new baby, new jobs, starting school like that's this is a lot. That's a lot at one time. And being in survival mode takes its toll. And I hope that beyond just looking back and recognizing how far they've come, I would also like to recommend that that sort of long-term stress can really take its toll. And so you've depleted some of the bank of your body and your marriage. And so now that you have sort of some breathing space, put some money back in the bank, take a little time to rest, to revive yourself, to do small or big things, depending on your abilities and your finances, to really rest and replenish yourself after a phase like that. I don't have any direct personal experience with this, but that transition out of the military, I think, is huge as well. Not just for the person who's been in the service, but for everybody, and especially for that person. I mean, if you think about all of the structure that the military provides and how pretty unstructured the rest of life is and how direct that sense of purpose and mission is in the military and how we struggle constantly to find that outside of the military. I mean, I can't imagine all of the maturity and time and emotion would go into coming out of the military and going into a civilian job. Yeah. Anne Helen Peterson does a really great Audible original on her viral article, Burnout, and soon-to-be book. And she does an interview with somebody who uh, coming out of the military, and she talks about, like, you get burnout in the military, but also there's burnout outside of the military because you lose that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. That structure and that um, group dynamic and sort of the built-in vision and purpose. I'm so glad that he's found something else to fulfill that. Yeah, I think a lot of our burnout and frustration across society seems to be connected to that lack of camaraderie. You know, even where you're in a pretty cohesive workplace, it can still feel like, well, we're all just here working and we could all leave at any time and that's fine. And, you know, there are certain a lot of places where you get that real sense of belonging. Like, I am a part of this. I have a role here. This is a thing I need to do. As an adult, you you know, you don't have a sports team typically to play on and you don't have a fraternity or sorority like we really struggle for those places where it's like I belong and this is what we're trying to do and we're all trying to do it together. And there is a reciprocal commitment happening. And so I'm I'm really glad that Haley and her spouse are finding that within their marriage and within their community after this time that they've invested. We will be right back after this short message from our sponsor. I'm always looking for ways to entertain my child that are also educational. Mel Science Chemistry takes a hands-on approach that makes learning fun. Mel Science is a chemistry subscription service that sends you monthly experiments to do with your child. They're a great way to engage kids in science early, educate in a joyful manner, and get kids to conduct real scientific experiments with their own hands. On the first month in your first box, every subscriber receives a free starter kit with all the necessary equipment to use during the whole subscription, including a free virtual reality headset to use with the free VR lessons every subscriber gets access to. This is a great alternative to school labs and great for homeschooling. There are over 30 chemistry topics and they offer free shipping within the U.S. Some experiments you'll do with Mel Science subscription include assembling a functioning battery, growing crystals, learning the basics of electricity, and launching a mini rocket. My oldest son, Griffin, loved the experiment so much he replicated it when my parents came over for them. He couldn't wait to show them. You can really see the benefits of starting your kids on science early. And I know that my daughter doesn't get a whole lot of science at school because her curriculum is so focused on reading and math. So being able to supplement what she's doing at school with something like this is really awesome. Ready to get started? It's easy. Get 25% off plus a free starter kit, a free virtual reality headset, and free shipping when you text LIFE to 64000. Text LIFE, L-I-F-E, to 64000 to get this special offer from Mel Science. And remember, you support The Nuance Life when you support our sponsors. Again, that's LIFE, L-I-F-E, to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. So Ryan is also commemorating an incredible career accomplishment, or rather the ability to recognize that accomplishment in a real way for the first time. She graduated from law school in 2010. She started the long slog inside a big law firm, um, and she was pursuing partnership. She worked really hard after getting some feedback to sort of take more ownership of matters and advocated for herself, and she was finally promoted to principal last fall. And she was really elated, but she struggled to communicate that accomplishment to family and friends without qualifying it. She'd say things like, yes, I'm so grateful and can't believe I'm so lucky, or I'm not sure I deserved it, but what an honor. Just classic 
imposter syndrome. She says, for months, I struggled to step into the accomplishment in earnest. But one day I was getting in the parking garage elevator to go home. One thing worth noting is that partners at my firm get a fun perk and that they get assigned a parking spot on an access restricted floor in the parking garage, which we share with many other businesses in our building. It's sort of silly, but it's nice not to have to wander aimlessly trying to find my car every evening. As you can imagine, most of the people who park on the floor are middle-aged white guys. So when I got into a particularly crowded elevator that evening to go home and it filled up with middle-aged white guys behind me, I just assumed many or most of us would be getting off together on the access restricted floor. But as it turned out, I was the badass in that elevator. I was the only person to get off on my floor, and I can't tell you why, but I got in my car and started to sob. I was done holding on to all the ways in which I felt inadequate and unworthy, and I decided then and there that I was going to claim the accomplishment that had been 15 years in the making for me, and that I was done wondering whether I deserved it. I knew the price I paid for that accomplishment and that it was enough. So I suppose I'm not commemorating the accomplishment, but instead my ability to commemorate the accomplishment. And so much of that has to do with what you guys do week in and week out. Thanks for all of it. Ryan. I have so many feelings. Um, (laughs) First of all, I think that it is so easy in law firm culture to take making partnership away from being something that you celebrate to something that you are working so hard to get. But once you get it, it's like, well, yes, if I hadn't gotten it, it would have been failure. But getting it is not success. You know what I mean? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think that the ability to commemorate this is huge and probably huge in a way that is hard to understand if you haven't spent a bunch of time inside that kind of culture. I also think that the feedback that Ryan responded to, like my heart started racing a little bit on that. I need to take more ownership and you don't inspire confidence and all the things. And I'm really glad that she advocated for herself and that she had partners she worked closely with who advocated for her because that kind of feedback that sounds like it is really important and usually doesn't have a whole lot of data or meaning behind it but is a way of saying you don't feel like a law firm partner, it can be really hard to know how to react to that. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled for Ryan that she busted through that. I wish I could have been on that elevator and seen her face when she was the only one to get off. Like that is the moment where we like need the security cam footage because I bet it was 15 kinds of priceless. I also would like to know what was going through all the heads of the guys when she was the only one that got off the elevator on the access restricted floor. And I just love that she took that experience to open up this bigger reflection, this bigger awareness and this this moment for really commemorating herself and celebrating her success. Yeah, I agree, because even though. I'm sure parking on the special floor is not the most important thing in life to her. Kind of reminds me of what our friend Carol says about how it's just nice to be invited to the party. Mm-hmm. And when you have those moments, especially parties that it felt like you were never going to get invited to or you're the only person who looks like you at the party or one of the very few people who looks like you at the party, those moments when you realize, like, I am invited to the party, <laughs> it's just helpful. And then I think a lot of people who really struggle to get to the party start to think, how do I get more people here? And I imagine that that's part of the next phase for Ryan. And I'm just I'm really excited for her. 
And I have no doubt that she will offer the same sort of guidance and advocacy to women that come after her that she received. Absolutely, which is the most important thing. It is really hard for women to stick around in law firms long enough to do that. And she has crossed a major, major threshold. So way to go, Ryan. You enjoy that parking spot. Right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Please keep your commemorations coming. We are on the road this week. And if you would like to know more about our travel habits and how and what we pack and where we are, uh, make sure that you're following us at Pantsuit Politics on Instagram. Um, Also, we will be in your ears at Pantsuit Politics on Friday, talking, among other things, about the results of Tuesday's elections, which will be very significant in our home state of Kentucky. And we'll be back here with you next week for more commemorations. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener-supported. Go to patreon.com slash thenuancelife. For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuance Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuance Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.